It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. We roll through the latest news on the Bulls from the viewpoint of the man who oversees the program, Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly. We hope you're ready because it's time to go full speed ahead. Now with Michael Kelly, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Well, it is good to be back on Bull Speed Ahead, and it's been a little while, so Mr. Kelly, we got some catching up to do and a lot of good things to speak about. I know you were waiting for the new headsets before we knew uh, did a new one, so uh, are we ready to roll? This headset's great, perfect for the onset of a brand new year, and, and excited to uh, be able to share a lot of knowledge on what's been a highly uh, successful and a very, very busy summer for Bulls Athletics. And we are going to make you make up for lost time. We're going to put you on every week. We're going to have people go full speed ahead into the weekend. We'll get more into that at the end of the show. But, yeah, you just sort of talked about the summer a little bit, a lot of things to update. And every week or so, it seems like, on GoUSFBulls.com during the summer, I saw some sort of positive article about the, the academic success of the various teams. And I know that's a big part. We always speak about it before we get into some of the facilities and other big events that are coming up. Speak on that. Yeah, it's only appropriate when you think about how a summer starts that it really kind of keys off of. Uh, graduation and so many bulls that graduated back in May another handful graduated again last week uh, in, in August and that's awesome but what I'm as much as we count on the success on the field and on the courts we also always have to be cognizant of the mission and and that's uh, you know giving bulls student athletes a chance to uh, pursue their dreams to pursue their higher education while they get to play the sport they love and that's what we're able to do here and last year as as uh, just to remind everybody it was the 15th straight semester that uh, the cumulative set of Bulls uh, student-athletes had achieved over a 3.0 grade point average. And when you think about that type of work, the kind of reinforcement that our coaching staff provides to that, and then obviously also the great work of our academic services and support team to to make that happen. So something to kind of really... uh, drive in on, and, and then it goes beyond that. Not only the success they had in the classroom, and then when you start talking about new bulls that are kind of entering into our into our family, mm. uh, a whole team of again, mostly again, our academic support uh, services folks that uh, do what's called summer bridge program, and all the all the new incoming uh, student athletes kind of get acclimated to uh, life here. Certainly in terms of their preseason training, but equally as important, uh, getting used to uh, some of the different things exposed in enhancing you, some of the things involved with Selman Mentoring Institute, but obviously even some key coursework getting uh, oriented to the academic uh, uh, mindset here at USF. So just want to send out a salute and a shout out to all of our academic services staff that uh, have made that happen. Well, that's something, uh, again, we're getting a lot of inside knowledge here that I did not know, honestly, that if you're an incoming student athlete or freshman at all, you get as much help as you want, and uh, I guess you get to see some of them, right, uh, when they react oh, yeah. to react a chance to, it. to talk to them early on. It's a great way to kind of kind of try to set the, the expectations and mm-hmm. kind of set a feeling of culture here from, from my vantage point, but uh, it was great to see that not only the times they get together every day in the summer, but even some, uh, I saw even on their social media, there was some... Uh, a community service uh, work by all those uh, collective uh, incoming uh, new students and even over here on our botanical gardens here on campus a great cleanup effort that uh, some of our staff and a lot of our again that the whole summer bridge group went out and did that so that ty- type type of team bonding is a great thing to see no no doubt about it let's get into a couple other things or maybe more than a couple uh, facilities uh, and that is all encompassing and I know when I say the word that people will go to, to one rather large facility that we see in the backdrop here in your office, but that's not all. I've been hanging out at volleyball a lot, and I'm excited and just talking to some of those student athletes about the new surface that they've got and how 
it's going to you know, make it a lot easier on their bodies. No more shin splints was one phrase that I <laughs> heard. So uh, speak about uh, that situation. Well, you're right. We have this has been really a summer of building, and we know that uh, as, as we've talked before, this is going to be in a very aggressive era in building and in, in terms of both new buildings and in renovations here at USF Athletics. And so. Uh, yeah, you started off great with, with volleyball. I remember when I first got here, some of the things you talked about, uh, our coaching staff, our, our student-athletes talked a lot about shin splints. They talked a lot about how hard that floor is, even diving onto it and, and things of that nature. When you look at, uh, you know, elite programs around the country and some of the, the advances in technology and the flooring surfaces, uh, you know, having this type of TerraFlex type of floor is just so much better. It's aesthetically pleasing, but mo yeah. most importantly, it's just a, it's just a, a much safer and a much better environment. So yes, I've I've heard uh, a lot from our volleyball players of their appreciation, but time time was then. And, and from our fan standpoint, we also took the chance when we put the new flooring system in to also be able to expand our um, expand our um, bleachers. Uh, so some there's some brand new bleachers that are in the in the corral now. Adds a few more rows of of seating into it, so that was a nice enhancement to that. And, and again, there were some nice uh, enhancements down into their locker room area and, and improved uh, uh, kind of a nutrition area and just, just some nice uh, nice cosmetic things that, that, that just makes it that much nicer to come back to, to In work for them. Interviewed uh, Alexis Williams, one of the defensive specialists, and they're all over the floor, and she was very excited about the, the actual floor. And <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, I, I actually went in there the other day, and th there has not actually been a sign that says the corral entrance because there's a sign that says it's, it's beautiful. That's right. We do have some very nice new <laughs> branding and more work to be done here in the, in, in for volleyball in the future. We we expect, uh, you know, that building's pretty pretty old now from a deferred maintenance standpoint, from a university standpoint. We're gonna in, in the upcoming year, we'll get the uh, whole uh, roof replaced, which will allow us to do some cosmetic things to the walls and get those painted and have new graphics and things. So that, those are some of the things to come in volleyball. Uh, another thing that, uh, again, it might seem small to the outside world, but big to us. A lot of a lot of areas in our athletic department took the chance in the summertime to kind of make just some good cosmetic changes. And, and, and I'm so appreciative and proud of them. Not only is it the hard work of our facility staff and the facilities management team here at USF uh, across campus, but you know, people taking pride and, and responsibility in their own areas. Our, our strength and conditioning staff, <laughs> along with our facility staff, did a lot of work down in our, our weight room, uh, kind of a whole new repaint, uh, some, some different branding that's gone in there. It's just been a great freshening up down in the weight room and just can't thank uh, their leadership and their hard work to, down there to make it a better environment to, to train in. That, that, that was nice to see. Uh, women's soccer, similarly to volleyball, yep. did, did some nice work, uh, some great refresh on their uh, – new locker room, which which got a lot of uh, attention on social media in recent days. I heard, uh, you know, I talked to a couple of the girls on the team, and they're like, yeah, they, we, we had a place to sit there in the middle and sort of a, to congregate, but now we have nice nice couches, yeah. like springy couches. Got their nameplates up, which they didn't have before. So it's Yeah, very customized nameplates. And, uh, again, all of us can relate to that. Everybody, when you can... When you uh, look good, you play good, and when your area is <laughs> organized and fresh, everyone feels a little extra sense sense of pride. There's uh, some new graphics going up in the downstairs hallway right around the sports medicine and weight room area, which is always inspiring and nice to see, and just a lot of constant motion going on in there. And, again, we it's the first time in a couple months we've done the, the show, so I want to make sure we mention the track as well. I mean, talk about a, the volleyball surface. <laughs> the track is amazing. Yeah, you're right. It's so easy to just to focus on what's happened in the last couple of months. Things are happening so fast, and that's kind of where we want to be. But just in the late spring when we were able to bring completion to a million-dollar renovation and complete resurfacing of our track, it's a beautiful surface. It's 
it's great to run on, great to walk on in my case. Uh, but but it's uh, it's also uh, I love the green and gold that uh, that our coach Jenkins was uh, instrumental in, in helping to pick out, and uh, I saw a great sense of pride in our student athletes in doing that. And when we talk about the weight room too, you know, even looking back to the previous summer that not everyone got a chance to see, but our uh, even our strength and conditioning staff when we were in the midst of COVID kind of created another whole weight room for us under in the in the bowels of the baseball stadium, which is unbelievable. It's helped us kind of spread out. Again, it's it, every bit, everything that we can do helps, not only because it's a better facility, but as you all can imagine, it, it, if it allows another working group of student athletes to go there and have more flexibility in scheduling, more more ease of getting in and out there, and that's what uh, I think we call it our iron paradise over there for uh, for our baseball and softball teams to use that facility as well. That is so stealth. I don't even actually know where it is. I think I do. I yeah. think I know the hallway that you can go, and there's a door that I've always been afraid to go into. But it, it, it's incredible, and I've seen the photos. So some really cool photos on some folks that really helped, uh, you know, equipment wise make that happen. So lots to continue to report on, and we will continue to do so. But just know that th- there's a there's the, the number of projects going on right now simultaneously and being planned for. I really don't think has ever been done in our in our history. This is really uh, it's intentional, it's strategic, and it's uh, important. So we appreciate the support of people making this happen. But of course, the biggest thing that, that we've been working hard on is the indeed the indoor performance facility. Uh, amazing progress there, as as many have seen and many track on social media. It's a it's a humongous facility. It's it's beautifully designed, and uh, we're at a point now where you know it's totally enclosed and now we're really working over the next couple of weeks on 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 just the installation of the playing surface itself so a lot of laser uh, you know getting getting the the floor perfectly ready to to bring in the installation of the turf and and once that's installed you know we'll be able to get access to it for you know for our student athletes to at least get in there even before the the every final punch list is done we're going to have the ability as soon as they uh, turn us loose here this uh, this fall to be able to get in there so but Everyone that's had a chance to peek at it on social media, everyone that kind of sees just knows how uh, how big it is, how not only uh, functional it will be for us, but how, uh, you know, it's symbolic. It's symbolic about the era we're in and the seriousness we are in terms of investing in our student-athletes, and we're excited about it. How hard is it for you to not walk over there every day and uh, peek <laughs> inside? I mean, you said it, it's going to be uh, not completely ready, but people can get in there and start to use it to start as far as student-athletes, I imagine they are eager to get in there and see it as well. Yeah, well, to explain <laughs> that, obviously you can't really get in there now without, uh, you know, without the permission of the, the contractor. But but yeah. when I say final, final stuff, there's that's when you get down to the punch list and everything's perfect in the lobbies and everything else. So that, that, that'll still be later in the fall, but at some point in time, they call what's a temporary certificate of occupancy, where where, where that's when at least our, you know, from a pure using the training facility uh, from a football standpoint will be uh, will be possible. So that that'll be that'll be in the early part of the season. So we're excited. As soon as they tell us we can, we'll be in there and use it appropriately. So it's funny how the initials are just ingrained in my head now, IPF, OCS. I know they're not the same thing, but they're along the same path. They talk about the same uh, big-time path as far as football program and other sports here at the school. So uh, every thing that we hear and see about a future on-campus stadium continues to just lock it in. It's not if it's when, and so what's the latest on the win? Yeah, that's exactly right. It, w- it wouldn't be an episode of Bull Speed Ahead without an update on the OCS, <laughs> so we'll have to kind of make that make that part of the part of the equation. But it's been uh, to take a step back and remember that uh, September eighth or thereabouts of last year, when the Chairman Weatherford and President Law kind of made that a, a statement to, to see the amount of progress we've made since that time is really uh, gratifying and very encouraging to know that the, that this is really going to happen. And as you said, a matter of uh, of when, not not if. 
And I can still say that right now we're on pace to that win would be uh, to play our first season in the fall of 26. That was kind of the chairman's focus. And I, at this point, everything uh, is still allowing to stay on that schedule. Uh, when you take a step back and thinking about since that September 8th date, we've been able to get a lot of people together, do a lot of due diligence to identify the, the site that we think is absolutely ideal in terms of the Sycamore Fields and uh, for all the reasons we've expressed in earlier podcasts. Uh, but but since then, uh, the big thing that's going on right now, we're in the midst of the process to select uh, what you call a design-build uh, firm or a design-build team. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's going to be uh, involve either one or multiple construction managers along with one or multiple uh, design firms. They're going to kind of build the build this process for. So once that's selected, which we have every intention of having it done in time for our next board meeting, which is in early September, uh, that'll allow us to really work hand-in-hand -hand with a design team that will uh, – which I would imagine would be at least probably a 12 to 16 month process where they will take account to everything that we want to make happen here, where everything that we can kind of think will make sense for this and uh, design what we think will be the ultimate perfect fa facility for uh, USF. And uh, once that's done, that's when construction starts. So that's why I still feel, feel very comfortable and comfortable, confident and comfortable as to uh, our ability to deliver on that fall of 26 standpoint. So, for right now, stand by. We'll see when this, uh, who our design uh, build partners will be, and uh, we'll know that uh, in, 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 in short time. I, I'm looking forward to the future, giving it a name, uh, as far as always mentioning the future of the on-campus stadium. Maybe, this is probably speaking out of term, we can have a little feature where fans at least put an idea into a hat, kind of a thing, a digital hat, and, and see uh, something reflected in the future of the stadium. But when you say the design aspect's going to take 12 to 16 months, that makes all the sense in the world. You don't want to leave anything out. We don't want to leave anything out, and it's such an opportunity. Again, that's what mm. gets me so excited about this each and every day, is to know that very few... Uh, colleges ever get a chance to to build this you know some are so much older than than us and and the, their stadium was where it was 100 years ago mm. <laughs> and now for us to kind of still play a major role in our master planning of our athletics facility the master planning of this university campus as a whole we get a chance to take advantage of the best design concepts the best data the best fan uh, feedback the best student athlete feedback we could ever get mm. and kind of try to make the the most progressive and the, and the best stadium for us uh, at this stage in time in history. So it's a huge opportunity and, and one I hope uh, all of, uh, of our staff and our community and our fans are all very excited about c contributing uh, in input into. That's very interesting because I, I, with my travels with basketball and baseball, get to see campuses, loads of them. I'm not going to say any by name, but it does seem like in general, a lot of the older stadiums kind of look the same, kind of have that same vibe to them. So now something unique and special in the future for USF fans is great. Uh, now, as we start to get towards the fall season, we're actually, as we're recording this, uh, the day of uh, the first men's soccer preseason game, we've already had a couple from women's soccer, got to meet a lot of members of those teams along with tons of football student athletes and volleyball as well media days and that's something that has is kind of grown here and uh, over the last couple of years and this year it, it's kind of a big blowout i mean not only do they do the photos which you, know, you look at the media guide and you look at gousfbulls.com you have to do those uh, but it's expanded you got everyone having a great time i guess they're doing tiktok behind the scenes <laughs> yelling and screaming and getting hyped up it was it was kind of cool being a part of that it's really. I'm really glad you brought that up, and you were indeed a, a part of it with all the interviews that that you did, and got so much content out for our fall sports. But I, I'd love for our fans to just realize how important that is, because it's expanded so much, even the, certainly over the course of 
my career to see how much content that we can capture about those student athletes that we use all year long and uh, and, the, and the way they are able to use it now for their own personal brand development with so many photos and so many videos oh yeah. and so many things that, that happen and the way we can feed our overall social media uh, engine as, as can our student athletes for all their, again, personal branding, NIL opportunities, anything that they want to. So it's um, wanting, to, wanting our fans to understand just how much goes into that, the planning that our external team as a whole has to, has to do to make that happen, and, and again, the ingenuity and the patience of our student athletes to, to go through it. But as you said, and, and the feedback I received, they had a great time. It's given them great content, again, for both for our purposes and for theirs. And uh, just, again, a great shout-out to our, our external team for making that happen. And in addition to that, uh, just for extra measure, our external team worked extremely hard this whole summer to, to on July 20th <laughs> to release a brand-new uh, website and to have that whole redesign to be uh, there to be, uh, again, modern, progressive, clean, fresh look, but also to kind of put so much of this uh, daily content that, that comes out of this building here at the Leroy Selman Center to kind of put it for, you know, front and center and, and make it very accessible and, and very tangible. And it's also designed, uh, since probably more uh, more than people probably realize, the, the, the website is, is used so much more mobily. Everyone's using their oh phone so sure. much than they are sitting at their desktop, as you might imagine. So this is, is, is designed to be that much more functional from a mobile standpoint. So much easier for our fans to get to that content. And, again, just a huge salute to our external team for making a website happen and then using that as a vehicle to maybe be able to populate and use so many other elements that are happening day in and day out, which part of what Media Day helped provide. A lot of the uh, interviews, ac actually more than 50 as of this running, uh, have been posted at GoUSFBulls.com. And if right now someone's listening to this podcast on GoUSFBulls.com, they are nodding in agreement saying, yes, I like the functionality of it. So that's just a little catch up. We got more to tell you about some uh, stuff when it comes to fundraising. Also, an event that's coming up next week. That if you don't have tickets for, <laughs> you might be going, darn it, we'll fill in those details. And yes, the immediate plans as far as the future goes of Bull Speed Ahead. That's all next on Bull Speed Ahead. In collaboration with USF Health, Tampa General Medical Group, and private practice physicians, Tampa General Hospital was just named one of the nation's best hospitals by U.S. News and World Report and the highest ranked in Florida in five specialties. Ear, nose, and throat, diabetes and endocrinology, gastroenterology and GI surgery, orthopedics and rehabilitation. Tampa General Hospital, other hospitals practice medicine. We define it. Back to Bull Speed Ahead with Michael Kelly. Here's your host, Derek Sharp. Bull Speed Ahead, presented by TGH. With Michael Kelly, and we teased uh, fundraising. And, you know, I, I always take special notice whenever I see a uh, tweet or any sort of message put out by the, the, the Bulls Club as far as Iron Bulls being welcomed into the family. So as a refresher to some, and uh, just as a pat on the back to some of the newer ones, what constitutes an iron bull and how frequently are they uh, becoming that yeah this is great uh, when you when you think about our fiscal year ends on june 30th so that kind of gives us a chance to kind of figure out where we uh you know wh where our financial year has has ended so this is the first time we've been together on bull speed ahead since then and just really want to give a, again a special uh, thank you and appreciation to all of our donors because no matter what the level and so many of the donors are associated with with sponsorship seating and some of the season tickets that they buy but on the Iron Bull standpoint, to what you, you mentioned, that those are individuals that have stepped up to the point of giving at least ten thousand uh, dollars to our annual fund uh, each and every year, and, and, and to, to, wow. to do that, that's a huge level. And we've 
we've now got 156 iron bulls there. Thanks. And I, I, I just, just know that that's a great indicator because that's, that, that's such a huge investment of people's uh, resources and to, to kind of put that support behind us and, and to know that that's grown. Uh, uh, I, I know we weren't at 100 uh, uh, when, when, I, when I was here and to see that many people come on board uh, you know, since I started back in 2018. And, huh. and, and I just can't thank their support enough and the way that our um, USF Foundation and our Bulls Club staff has worked so very hard to, uh, uh, to make that happen. But this was a the, the other thing that we identified uh, that some people don't realize is we have what's also called the Bulls Club Legends, and that's a category by which uh, we've gone back and look historically at uh, folks and families that have given a uh, million dollars at least cumulatively to the athletic department over their lifetime, and uh, proud to report there's now 26 people that have done that. And wow. when you take a step back and think of a program that young, this young, <laughs> uh, relatively speaking, to have that many people that have given that much of their of their of their treasures is uh, is, a, is a really great uh, indicator about the support. So we're very grateful for for that. But I, th while while those reports are great and those updates are great, it was also uh, another newsworthy item over the summer was that we did make a very strategic um, adjustment to the way that we uh, have have organized our our fundraising uh, platforms. And 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 the main thing for that is there's two different things. When you're, when you're building the facilities that we just talked about. Uh, and you're being that aggressive in capital campaigns to build and renovate those facilities, um, it, it becomes very important that all of your fundraising efforts don't just go strictly to those buildings. A lot of people do like to give to brick and mortar, and I understand it, and I'm, I'm one of them. But you also can't lose, as, as, as the manager of this department, you can't lose sight of the annual fund being the lifeblood of your operating budget, of your scholarships, and so many other things that I want to talk about today. And so finding a way to make sure that folks that give the annual fund have certain uh, criteria and, 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 and get certain benefits associated strictly with that to keep that flowing and then to be able to create other avenues for those that give to certainly there's naming opportunities and things associated with buildings that goes in, the, in that side of the ledger uh, but we've also created for the first time what we call a uh, you know giving society okay. uh, which we've called the Golden Brahmin Society which is those that are again when they're looking more uh, to some programmatic elements or some capital gifts or things of that nature that they make a long-term commitment, uh, you know, usually a five-year commitment to, to uh, reach a $25,000 gift. That's when they become a member of the Golden Brahmin Society. So we've got Iron Bulls that are really focused and, and, and many that are focused on an annual fund basis. And then you've got folks that are more interested in a capital fund standpoint and, right. and, and, and capital projects that are tend to give more toward this uh, Golden Brahmin Society. So it's just a great way. It's, it's a necessary way for us to, to maintain and to grow our annual fund but yet to also be able to uh, be able to be allow and, and, uh, and, and create opportunities for folks to participate more widely in the, uh, in, the, in the massive building growth that we're doing in terms of physical, physical growing. And while I'm talking about annual fund, I want, I want to bring something to, to folks' attention that, that I think is the, it's not the two things are really the cornerstone of our, of our annual fund. Number one is certainly, again, the operating budgets that, that, that are the lifeblood of our, of our uh, athletic department for each of our programs to be able to compete uh, with those that we're competing against in so many ways. So we want to make sure our budgets continue to grow, which is really, really important. But what I think some fans maybe not have realized, which is a huge opportunity and a, f and a great blessing to our student athletes, is a recent Supreme Court case, the Austin case, uh, the, the ruling that came down from that basically is, has now provided the opportunity for schools directly to provide nearly $6,000 a year to student athletes individually as long as they meet certain academic criteria and metrics as, again, pursuing their, the ultimate mission here to kind of help them graduate from here. And so we're designing a system by which uh, we're going to have those uh, 
um, you know, a system in place for that. But obviously, the big part of being able to pr provide that that funding is going to really come from from our annual fund and our okay. operating growth. So, you'll see more and more about uh, the emphasis on our annual fund is really to provide and, and feed that uh, opportunity as much as we can. If if, if I can find opportunities. Mm -hmm. To to be able to provide our student athletes up to six, uh, you know, nearly six thousand dollars a year by, by them meeting certain academic thresholds, that's a huge boost to uh, their student athlete experience. Because if you think back over the past ten years, cost of attendance has now come into play to be able to help support student athletes. And now, if this Austin money can help support the opportunity for student athletes, and then of course everything we've talked about before and learned in the industry, then there's also these NIL opportunities, sure. which we can't be directly involved in. The student athletes basically start their own business for now and can kind of create that, but the Alston money is things we could directly do and, and can't, can't provide, and that's why we want to have the budget resources to do that, and then provide the instruments necessary for them to be able to flourish and succeed on the NIL, stamp NIL standpoint as well, which is what we're grateful that there are a handful of uh, of uh, supporters out there that have uh, and third parties that have kind of helped make that make that NIL possibility happen. Which uh, so when you look at all, you know I'm a big movie buff, right? <laughs> Here you we go. I watch movies all the time. So I'm reminded of Starsky and Hutch, right? the movie Starsky and Hutch. Uh, one of the one <laughs> of the movies that clearly a lot of important parallels are drawn from. It's a, it's a classic, yeah. obviously a mm -hmm. very very. Uh, you know. But there's a Snoop Dogg's character is, is is named Huggy Bear, right? And and his whole his whole famous line is he always says, "I lay it out so that you can play it out." And so here famous. here here at USF. You know, with so many, we have so many needs, and there's so many different ways to contribute. When you hear the when you hear the needs of the student athlete, when you see the opportunities and the desires of our fans, you really want to. The main thing for us this summer was to be able to make sure there was the opportunity to provide whatever a donor or a prospect feels comfortable or focused on giving. We now have that opportunity to do that, so you truly can. If, if, if you feel good about the NIL space, you want to deal directly with students, you can go straight to that student athlete. You can go straight to the Fowler Avenue Collective. There's a lot of different things you can do. When you want to kind of support things through the Austin uh, Award Program and their operating budgets, you can go straight to supporting us at the Bulls Club through our annual fund. When you want to support buildings or long-term measures, oh. you have the Brahmin uh, Society, uh, the Golden Brahmin Society, and then uh, and, and everything in between. So we're just so grateful for uh, whether you give us $1 a year or whether you're a Bulls Club legend that's given over a million dollars a lifetime, uh, we're so grateful and we need to keep growing. But uh, the way in which you give and the areas to which you give are truly up to the fan. Well, a couple observations now. Needless to say, you're going to get people walking by you throwing out Starsky and Hutch lines. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I hope, and if not yet, maybe it can be the case in the near future, if you are in the Golden Brahmin Society, you get some sort of jacket. I mean, it just sounds like a society. You should have some sort of cool notation of that. And then finally, if people are hearing this and aren't contributing to any of those wonderful funds that you just mentioned, what is really kind of the best way to, to go about getting it started? Who do they contact? Yeah, really through uh, GoUSFBulls.com. There's certainly a link there to, to reach our Bulls Club website and information. That's the easiest way to uh, look at the different uh, ways of giving and the different categories of giving that really do start all the way from $100 all the way up to uh, whatever type of gift that you want to give. So, again, and, and then some, some areas with our scholarship seating, depending on the s the when you buy your season tickets for, for football or basketball in particular, uh, the, the better the area. There's sometimes there's a, schol a scholarship seating component to that as well that can get you as a member of the Bulls Club. But the bottom line is go to our website, look at the different levels, benefits. There are benefits associated with both General Bulls Club giving, annual fund giving, okay. the Golden Brahmin Society giving has different benefits. Being an Iron Bull has certain benefits associated with it. So 
again, there truly is something for everybody. We try to find a way that we know how people have different interests, different sports they want to support, different. Some that are just so focused on the student athlete experience as a whole. And the great thing is uh, uh, we've got the right makeup and our staff, uh, our Bulls Club staff is really ready to customize that situation to whatever you think is best for you. Well, I'm going to guess that you're going to see plenty of those folks, the, the ones that are already involved next week at an event. Happens to be for the sport of football, but I'm looking forward to not just the event, but the location, one of my favorites, my wife and I and the dogs love hanging out at Armature. I mean, what a fantastic concept. But, yeah, that's uh, whoever's idea it was to put the football lunch in there, well done. And, and go ahead and tell people when and where. And can they get tickets? Well, the great news is that, that as we look forward till we get together for our next podcast, that between now and then there will be our football lunch, and it's going to take place at Armature Works, as, 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 as you've mentioned. It's a wonderful site, new facility for, you know, for this particular lunch and for us. And, uh, um the amazing news is that we've, we have sold that at event. This is our third time we've done this event, uh, and it's just exciting to see that type of type of growth. And it just kind of, I think, shows the excitement of being able to uh, uh, not only get ready for football season, but knowing that we uh, you have a chance to uh, sit with a coach or, st or a football student athlete and get to know them uh, uh, closer is just a real great thing. So it's a great program. It's been a great event, and I'm excited to see it uh, not only sell out, but to be at a new place like, like Armature Works, which – Evidently, Derek Sharp does <laughs> yoga, yoga in the yard there every every Sunday morning. <laughs> it was so. I mean, it's always been a great event, but that that's. I know. I know the room it's going to be in. I've had the, actually a lightning Christmas party there, and it's just fantastic. It's it's all the way around. And there's another event coming up next week that we can talk about next week, if you're in the Ebor City realm. Uh, and oh yeah, on that note, full speed ahead. Let's do this every uh, Friday, maybe. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we want to do. This is a great first uh, episode of the of the new uh, academic year. Things are happening so quickly here at USF. We're building so much. There's so many stories to tell. There's so much happening on the national landscape. So uh, we're, we're going to look to bring the Bull Speed Ahead concept to, to uh, our fans each and every week, uh, on you know, deliver on Friday. Uh, allows me to kind of answer questions, bring guests, be able to give the latest news of, of all things Bulls. And I'm very excited to do it. So. Just like on Meet the Press, if it's Sunday, you it's Meet the Press. Same if thing. If it's Friday, it's uh, Bull Speed Ahead. Bull Speed Ahead into your weekend as we are here. Now, if you're hearing this after a Friday, of course, that means you've found us on other means and more ways than ever to check out the podcast. Now available, if you search the Unlimited Unloaded page, that's on Spotify now, Amazon Podcasts. It's always been on SoundCloud. It'll remain so. And Apple Podcasts as well. So Bull Speed Ahead everywhere you look. Well, let's go Bulls speed ahead into the weekend, shall we? Go Bulls.